This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. You may have noticed my brand new logo. It was designed and created by Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics. I was looking to rebrand my podcast, and Cuttlefish Graphics made the process so easy. The finished look of the logo and the professional files I received were amazing. On top of logos, Cuttlefish Graphics offers professional branding and websites. I could not be happier with the job that they did. To start your next project, email Melanie at CuttlefishGraphics.com. Mention you heard this ad on the Nerdball Podcast and receive a $50 discount on a new logo design. That's CuttlefishGraphics.com. C-U-T-T-L-E, FishGraphics.com. Let's start the show. All right, this is Matt Horn, football coach for the freshman team at Perrysburg High School. And this is my 13th year being a teacher, um, also at Perrysburg High School. I currently teach uh, sophomore level modern world history. I uh, pretty much have taught world a uh, world history my entire career. And uh, I've got a lovely wife at home and um, a daughter and a dog. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Great. I love when people like uh, use their radio and not your voices. So that's good. Oh, for sure. You yeah. got to. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for coming out here, Matt. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's again. I always say because I I know a lot of people peripherally, right? Like, and I just don't know a lot about about some of these people that I like to know about, like you. Like I knew. Um, Obviously, I know you from coaching, and um, and from pictures I see online that you went to Whitmer. I did. So did I did. You, did you grow up? You grew up in Toledo. I did. I grew up in uh, West in West Toledo, Washington local schools my entire life, um, <clears throat> and uh, really have lived in this area. Uh, whether it was obviously closer to the Whitmer district or um, out here closer to Perrysburg, uh, so just north northwest Ohio my entire life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did go to Whitmer. Yeah, did you ever? Uh, is there, was there ever a point where you wanted to like not be here or go out and like where'd you go to college? Like, was that your extent of leaving, or did you even go pretty to much, here? pretty much? You know, yeah. um, so straight out of Whitmer, um, <clears throat> it's interesting. My uh, high school career kind of uh, took me in many different ways. Like, uh, so so like right now, the seniors are getting ready to uh, declare where mm-hmm. they're going, right? Mm-hmm. So for the last. You know, pretty much since the turn of the year, they've been trying to figure out who they are and what they want to do and, you know, figure out all that stuff. And so I was one of those kids that, uh, you know, it was January of my graduating year and I really, I had some ideas, but I really didn't know what I was going to do and where I was going to go. Yeah. Um, I did take vocational class. I took the automotive class at Whitmer. Um, So... I knew that I was graduating with that certificate that I could just go and be an automotive tech at, you know, a dealership or anywhere. Yeah. So that was my like first thought and kind of a, kind of a backup if I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, sports has always been my like number one love. And so I had a chance to uh, walk on at Finley, um, and play football and, uh, which is where I met the Cottermans and I met Brungard. And so, um, 
when that uh, call came from from uh, the famous coach uh, Simmerall from the Rockets, mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't pass it up. I mean, everything else went out the window. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, <laughs> I just said, I'm in. I went to Finley, and I didn't even know what I was going to major in. Yeah. I just went. You just want to play football. And so, yeah, I mean, I had a... I had a chance to be a running back at a D2 school, and I was like, I'm all in. Yeah. And so <clears throat> um, the other thing my senior year was early on, I did try because my senior year, um, the fall of my senior year was when 9-11 happened. Okay. So for me, the first thing was, and I'd always come from like a home where um, my dad was in the Army and and pretty much someone from my family had served in almost every conflict that we had dating back to like the civil war. So for me, like the history of that and the military and honoring the country had always been like something in my house. So right away when that happened, um, I actually went through the process to go to the air force Academy. Oh really? And so that was my like first choice. I wanted to play football for the air force Academy and go there. And I wanted to work on planes, which would have tied into my automotive thing. So that was my like first um, Avenue early in the fall and, uh, went through the whole process, um, got nominated by Marcy Captor, went down there, sat in probably the most intimidating interview of my life in front of, (laughs) in front of, um, Congresswoman Captor and like every, a member from every branch of service. Okay. Why, and why is this just part of the interview process? <clears throat> just part of the process at okay. that time. I don't know if it's changed or not. Uh-huh. Um, so you go down to the government center and you go up to whatever floor, yeah. right? <clears throat> and you're sitting out there and, and, you, and you see a couple of the other, you know, seniors from the area. Uh-huh. Um, I remember a kid from St. Francis um, was in the waiting room when I got there and um, and you just wait and then you just get called in and it's just a lone chair. Like yeah. it's literally just like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was like, oh my gosh! I just got super nervous. Wow! And uh, but yeah, uh, intense interview process. And um, for me, it was just I couldn't get my ACT score high enough. Mm. I don't know. I mean, looking back, I don't know if my interview was well done or not. Yeah. Uh, per se, but <clears throat> I know that I couldn't get my ACT score high enough. So that was the letter that I got in the mail that, um, you know, you couldn't get that up high enough. Sorry, we're gonna move on someone else uh, okay so <clears throat> so that was where i became the kid of all right well now what am i gonna do yeah yeah because your plans so, were like th- this is it this is i'm gonna play football i'm uh i'm gonna go work on planes i'm gonna go to the air force you know my family's been all involved and were you like was it crushing that when this letter came saying you can't do it it wasn't crushing it was i think i was bummed okay but i think um getting that letter and then it wasn't too long after that I started to get talks with Finley. Okay. So it wasn't like a long void <clears throat> of trying to figure out what's next, but it definitely was something where with the whole like 9-11 and a lot of my classmates going into the, uh, just, you know, just the Air Force and Army and all sorts of, uh, you know, branches. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was something where I was like, you know, I kind of had my heart set on that that would be something really cool to do now my mom on the other hand relieved as can be (laughs) i'm sure you know i mean so um but it did end up working out i mean you know uh, for me i think things happen for a reason yeah uh, definitely put me on a path um where uh you know i gained some valuable life knowledge and Mm -hmm. skills 
yeah. uh, from that point forward. So were you you end up going to Finley? Like you said, <clears throat> were you getting recruited at all during the season? You by, know, by many schools, recruitment was a lot different back then. Okay. So I graduated in 2002. Okay. Um, and it was, <clears throat> you know, it was a lot of a lot of on your. It wasn't as, uh, you know, there wasn't like huddle. Yeah. You know, so like you were really like you could cut cut some tape, or you had your high school coach that could send a, send a game. Uh-huh. But really, it was it was just recruiters would talk to your high school coach, and yeah. that's you know they just want to hear from them, and <clears throat> you know if you were able to get some VHS tape, yeah. you know uh, of you, yeah. then uh, you know sweet. But it was you know I wasn't really heavily you know a lot of D like three stuff. Okay. Um. So that's why when Finley came knocking, I was like, man, that's close to home. That's a really good school, um, <clears throat> and that's a program that you know, at the time was being coached by, you know, a really good, a well-known coach. Yeah. So, um, so that's just kind of how that, uh, how that happened. Um, but yeah, I never really, um, you know, went out and sold myself or it was just more of, you know, you just hoped you got a letter in the mail from somewhere. That's what I, yeah, I graduated in 2003. So it was, it was the same thing where I, I got letters, uh, I visited BG, um, went to, they took me to a basketball game. I got to watch a basketball game, but like, it was weird. Cause I had to work and when they like set it up real late, I had to work. So I went late. It was like a, it was like a bit part of a bigger group, but since I went late, I was the only one there. So that was pretty cool where it was just me and my parents and a football coach. And so I got to go to a game and sit, sit close to the court and they showed me the facilities and stuff. And I went, I looked at Finley too. And I was, I was this close to going there. My parents put down a deposit for a room and everything. And then I just, I was like, I, I don't want to play football. Right. You know, I just, I, I like, I like playing football and, uh, but is is. Uh, you know you got to love it when you're in college. Yeah. It's it's your job. You you do it all the time, year round and and on top of school, you know. And I just wasn't there. I just I love to coach it. I'll coach anybody in football, but I just, you know, I just liked it. And yeah. that, and that's ultimately it was like I I can't go, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus the tuition was crazy and oh. and uh you know, they were telling me like, yeah, you know, there, there's opportunities to get the tuition down, this and that. And I was like, well, there's there could be opportunities, but we don't know. We're not guaranteed any of that stuff. So I, I backed out and ended up going somewhere else. But it's it's like you're saying, you know, we we're talking about the recruiting. It, it, it was a lot of like, uh, here's a letter. You you have to call or you have to talk to someone or you got to arrange all this visits. Now, if you're if you're halfway decent, everyone everyone's on social media and they talk to you through that and they can you know, arrange things that talk to you. Sometimes they, they don't even talk to the coach, you right. know, which is crazy. Now, right. You know, so it, it is a lot different. Yeah. And I think the one thing, um, just kind of lost what I was going to say. That's right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, I think for me, my senior year was like literally one of the worst years in Whitmer football history. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we went from my, like, my, like, uh, June or my sophomore and junior year making the playoffs uh-huh. playing against like Roethlisberger okay and like having just this awesome like you know playoff runs not like as deep as they've been but just making the playoff winning uh, um a winning a playoff game uh that was the last um the last two years of the GLL mm. and so <clears throat> um my like senior year was the year that the GLL was kind of like 
waffling around like it was it was on its way out but it it they like had to finish the contracts out yeah so we just picked up anybody that would play us and it was kind of like a makeshift gll for like a little bit uh, uh just for that like year and so it was a cool opportunity because we played like claret like yeah. that was like the my like senior Maurice year claret. yeah that was like the coolest uh you know they they actually came to whitmer oh wow and um it was a game where uh, we always like to tell it that we held him to 70 yards and he didn't play the second half. Oh, okay. So we were like, you know, that was the best game of our like season. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but it was pouring down rain. I mean, it was uh, terrible. You wouldn't want Mr. Uh, Mr. Football playing in that game. Like after the first half anyway, Okay. like no matter if he had, you know, whatever stats, <laughs> um, just cause you don't want to get him hurt. Yeah. But like we, you know, we always tell it that we like held him and, <laughs> You know, he couldn't play the second half. (laughs) But, uh, but like coming out of that season, Mm -hmm. like ending on that note, we're like, we could have been, been better. Um, that's why when, when like Finley called, I was like, I don't want to end this way. I want to keep going. Yeah. Like, you know, let's see what happens. And so, um, but that's where that ended up going. And then, uh, you know, uh, tuition was a big factor of me leaving after my freshman year. Oh, okay. Um, so we played my my uh, freshman year there, um, got a few limited snaps. It was kind of like freshman year high school. I was on, like, the special teams, was really close to lettering, um, <clears throat> got a few carries when we were up big. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, that was the year we played against Grand Valley that was, you know, Brian, uh, Brian Kelly was there. Oh, wow. And so it was toward his end where he had just been dominating Division Two football. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, he was a few years out of leaving and going, you know, big time. And so we played them, uh, for the league, uh, the last game of the year, whoever won basically took the league. So it was kind of cool to play for that your freshman year. Um, and so we got, we got beat, but, uh, (laughs) uh, but it was just cool to play against, you know, that like level of football Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, still being local. Yeah. And so, um, but then the spring came around and, uh, I suffered a hit during spring practice during the Oklahoma drill, which is basically outlawed, yeah. and, you know? And so that, uh, being like a freshman running back, you're just, you know, you're just there to get tackled by, you know, by the defense for <laughs> yeah. a couple of years until you're, <laughs> you know, have kind of earned your, earned your stripe. So, um, but yeah, I, I suffered a hit that, uh, get, um, Gave me a little bit of a stutter and just kind of scared me. I remember, you know, being in my like dorm room, being like, "Man, I do not feel good at all," and so it just kind of scared me. Um, and so uh, because you had never been hit like that before. Well, I had a I had a concussion against Central my senior year, mm-hmm. so I'd gone. It'd been over over a year between the two, but this one was different. Okay, I just felt like it was different. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the whole like stutter thing kind of made me really think about okay where's this going yeah and so with uh tuition being as high as it was mm-hmm. and not really an opportunity for scholarship i was like all right i'm gonna go back home and and uh you know by that time i had really fallen in love with teaching okay um and so that was really the avenue to keep coaching as well to go back coach teach and you know just start that journey yeah so so <clears throat> right away when you went to finley you you were like i'm gonna teach or- yeah, well, Finley doesn't have automotive, right? So, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I gotta pick, I gotta pick something. Yeah, 
And so for me, it always been, um, you know, some of the, you know, some of the greatest people that have influenced me have been teachers. So, um, for me to still stay in the game and coach after I'm done playing, um, it just seemed like a logical thing to attempt. Yeah. And so, and I say that because really like when I got into it, I just, I just thought it would be a good thing. And then it turned into, I actually really love it. Yeah. So it's just something that, that happened over time. But, um, Hmm. but yeah, that, that like freshman year, I just kind of picked something. Yeah. You know, well, I I would imagine, which like a lot of kids do. Yes. Yeah. And in the back of your mind though, you kind of, I mean, it wasn't just like, hey, uh, throw a dart at this board. Right. right. It was still something you were like, you put some thought into it, but you had to pick something. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, after you left, where'd you end up going after Finley? Uh, Toledo okay. for a year. Loved it there. Um, just didn't fall in love with the education department at the time. Okay. Um, but had some of, I mean, some awesome classes there. Uh, some of the classes that shaped kind of the teaching style that I have today. Uh, um, I remember a physics teacher, it was like on a, I don't know, I think it was a Friday and this, this guy taught us physics, but the whole class was trying to prove Jurassic Park wrong, the movie. <laughs> so like, could you, could you out, outrun a T-Rex? Okay. The famous scene where the guy's in the porta potty. Yes. Could, could like the T-Rex know that you're there? Okay. So we're kind of like, we're, we're like doing physics, but we're also like, I don't know. He just had that spin where he was a little quirky. Can, can I tell so. you, this is the, I, I promise <laughs> you, this is the third time today that I'm talking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> I promise you. I, I listened to a podcast about uh, dinosaurs and they brought up Jurassic Park. I recorded an episode of the Metro Parks podcast that'll be out in two, uh, next week that we talked about Jurassic Park, and then you brought it up again. That's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so so they're trying to, they trying to, he or you guys were trying to prove it. Or everybody um, it's was, just kind of like as like a class. Okay. So right, like right. using the using the physics uh, formulas and methods and stuff. Yeah. Could you really like do some of these things that yeah. were in the movie? Yeah. So, so sometimes <clears throat> stuff like that, you're you're enjoying it so much you don't realize that you're learning or using the stuff you learned. Right. Yeah. Yep. Do, do you do some of that stuff right like now when you teach? Like you use things where hey, let's play this game um, or or whatever. And then they don't realize that they're having fun, but they're also like, I could, I can give you a test right now and you will know the answers because of what's happening. So, um, some of the, the best comments. So like some like teachers hate the word or the phrase that your class is easy, right? Because they take offense. Yeah. Right. Like, what do you mean my class is easy? Like, you know, we're we're like doing some like hard stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, to me, that's, that's one of the greatest compliments kids can give you because, for me, it's it's very hard sometimes for kids to express, especially to like an authority or like a teacher, like like how they how they really feel about your class. Yeah. Right. So it always comes out like they've enjoyed themselves. So they use the word easy. Yeah. Like okay. your class has been easy. Yeah. Right. And so we always kind of joke about that. Like, well, I mean, what do you mean? Like just to mess with them a little bit. But yeah. but it's like I understand what they're trying to say. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> When kids finally do come out and, you know, you get them talking and they say things like then, well, 
it didn't feel like we were learning. Okay. Right. Yeah. I was I was learning, but it didn't feel like it because it wasn't the traditional way of you know memorization or whatever. We yeah. were just uh, doing things and applying things, not mm-hmm. just memorizing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it's funny that you brought that up because one of the things right now with the pandemic in the last year, um, I've always had been a person that was more favored the application of knowledge in over like memorization, mm-hmm. especially teaching like history. A lot of people always think you're just memorizing a bunch of stuff in the past. Yeah. You memorize it and move on. Right. And you never use it again or whatever. <clears throat> so trying to break that like mold and um, do more application things in the classroom. And I've always been one to, to try some games, but more like in the sense of, all right, we're about to have a test or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. But this, this past year and a half in the pandemic has really forced me outside the box. So um, I've, it's actually almost rejuvenated me a little bit, um, <clears throat> which I know it's been super stressful. Yeah, but yeah. But trying to figure out how to find another way to connect with kids mm. during this time when it's so stressful, everything is, you know, flipped upside down. Um, gamification had just struck me like the way to go. And so for me, um, I've been reading about it um, for like the past year and just really trying to say, okay, instead of using games to just re review material how do we how do we do it to get kids to put that at the beginning of the process okay and so <clears throat> again trying to apply the knowledge through uh, scenarios and games and and not just necessarily real life scenarios but you know uh, gamified scenarios too mm-hmm. uh, so right now we're actually finishing up uh, our last like big major unit that's part of the standards is the cold war okay. from like the world side. Um, and so we've been doing secret, a uh, secret agent training oh, nice. uh, for like a week. Um, they've been going through all the process of just basically competing against each other. Uh-huh. They don't know what like country necessarily, once you get assigned a country and you get assigned, they get to make an agent name and all this stuff so that they, <laughs> nobody knows who, who is who. Yeah. Right. Unless you share that information. So we got some like classes that are trying to form like alliances, <laughs> right? Because kids take it to like the next level, yeah. which makes it fun. But um, so today was actually the first day that we released the leaderboard of because you're trying to be the, the like best agent. Okay. All right. And so um, today was the first day that we uh, uh, put that out there. So kids saw where they stood for the first time yeah. with their like fake like agent names and all that stuff. So it was got, cool. It, yeah, and it's got it when they see it. Uh, a, you still don't know who's who, right? right. Obviously, they know who they are. Uh, but then there has to be something in their mind or it might have happened immediately. Like, okay, if I'm down here, I got I to gotta change how I'm doing stuff. Or, or, or get, I got to get up higher, but how am I going to do that? Right. Yeah. And that's the hope, right? Yeah. That, yeah. that even though we're in the middle of, of state-like testing, mm-hmm. it's it's you know, midterm, you know, Friday. Yeah. And it's super easy to check out right now. And so trying to find that hook to kind of keep them um, is where gamification has kind of become something that, um, you know, is is kind of being added into my toolkit. Yeah. 
of well, trying yeah. to reach kids. Well, no matter. I mean, you could be you could be five years in, thirteen years in, twenty years in, but you you still gotta find other ways to do the same thing, right? And right. and part of that is for your sake, like you don't want to come every year and do the same stuff over and over, but it's also for the ever changing every year. There's a different set of students and this set might be different than, than last year's, or even this period might be different than fourth period or whatever. So to, to always be adding things to your tool bag and, and to, to change it up for you. And you might go, you might have one year where you're, where you're like, Hey, let's go back to my fifth year. Cause I really like this part or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's good to develop. Cause I, I've been in a lot of situations where the answer to one of my questions was, well, that's how we've always done it. Right. Like that's not satisfactory at all because just that shouldn't be the reason why we do something. Right. <laughs> for we, sure. There should be an actual reason for it, you know? Yeah. And I, for me in my 13 years, it's, I don't know what it is. It's just something in me that it, it's just, it's hard for me to just pull out a lesson and not change something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Even, it's just, e- even, even if it was like the best thing <clears throat> that happened. You're always like critiquing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, it's just, it's never perfect. <laughs> okay. And so it's like, all right, like the, the like structure might be good, uh-huh. but like there's something that I'm, I'm going to have to change in it, you know, <laughs> to try to make it a little bit better. Yeah in my eyes or just for whatever we're doing, you know, just the feel of the classroom, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that might not necessarily work. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I love it. Yeah, I love sure, teaching. Yeah. It's something that, uh, um, I'm glad that I was pushed in that, in that direction or made that choice, yeah. uh, to do that. So, well, so you, let's go back to, to university of Toledo. You, mm-hmm. you said you were there, um, but you left, to go to a different school after that? So I was there my sophomore, for my sophomore year. Okay. And then um, I, so this is where, this is where life, life threw me a curveball. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> so in between my sophomore and junior year, so at the end of my senior year of high school, my freshman year of uh, college and my sophomore year, my best friend and I would always take like a trip. Okay. We would always go. We're both going to be history teachers. We both are, and so we would always go south and go to a a Civil War battlefield. Okay, like we just would always do it. It'd be something that it was kind of our like end of the year, just like go explore type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, <clears throat> and so, in between my sophomore and junior year of college, we were on that trip. We had we had gone through that. Um, visited the battlefields that we were going to visit, visited the monuments we were going to visit, and then we would always end up in uh, just north of Gatlinburg, Tennessee, okay. where he had family, and we would just spend like a few days. Um, and uh, his uncle had a boat, and so we were water tubing, just having a good time. And so <clears throat> that's where uh, on the last day, water tubing, Fell off, rope got wrapped around my wrist, and um, pretty much changed changed me forever. Yeah. Um, and so, I had obviously had this accident and um, ended up um, <clears throat> having a couple a couple surgeries and having my right hand amputated. And um, so from that point forward, I was twenty. I was in, just had finished my sophomore year, about to be a teacher or trying to. Yeah. Um, and so. For me, I felt like, <clears throat> again, I was already leaning away from from um, the University of uh, of Toledo, and so 
uh, for me, I ended up falling, um, falling at Lords. Okay. And it was Lords College at the time. Yeah. A little smaller, a little, um, a little more. I don't want to say just more like. Uh, felt like a high school feel. Okay. Yeah. To me. So yeah. for me, after that accident, um, really just kind of fell in love with that place and having the smaller like. Now that I was getting closer to knowing what I was going to do, right? I was going to teach. I'm trying to find that spot where, um, you know, it just felt right. Like it was a good fit. And so, so going from like the bigger college to that college, um, it was just a lot more personal. Mm -hmm. And so I think it really just allowed me to adjust quickly. Um, so I had the whole summer then to come home, figure out how to write left-handed and try not to miss that fall semester at Lords, knowing I was starting there for like the first time. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I ended up. I, I ended up um, finishing there and graduating from there and got my teaching license. I even went back and got my master's there. Oh, wow. Um, I just I just fell in love with the place. It's grown tremendously. It has, yes. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that's how I ended up there and uh, just, just kind of finishing things up. Um, did, did you find, um, obviously the, the major hurdle is, is you trying to figure out how to navigate life with, with, without your right hand. Was there any mental things you had to go through? Cause you're so young and having this happen to you, I would imagine there's, there's something that you had to work through. So, I mean, whenever, whenever people go through some sort of traumatic experience, you always have a bit of a mental piece that you have, that you have to deal with. Yeah. Right. And that comes and goes, um, you know, just things that you have to get to a certain place, right? Um, so when, uh, for me, it was, <clears throat> I always like to uh, tell that in in the hospital, one of the first things I had to do was figure out how to write my name, yeah. like sign it, because you got to sign the paperwork. Um, and and my I, I distinctly recall my mom bringing me a bank account uh, form for her to take over my uh, bank account to pay bills and stuff. And I was like, I was like, eh, no, I'll figure it out. Just leave it here. Leave me a pen. I was like, I'll figure out how to sign my name and, and, you know, we'll be good. Like there's no need to go that drastic. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, there's always that like mental piece. Um, for me, I think it goes back to just, um, you know, the, the just sports and in, in like general, yeah. um, growing up and going to Whitmer and, you know, it being a large high school, you just kind of had to wait your turn. You had to work. You had to, you had to really, um, you know, put in the time to get to a certain place to where you could see the field. Yeah. Right. Um, when you're at a, a school of a hundred kids out on the team, and you've got some pretty good athletes in front of you. I think it just instilled in me that sort of work ethic. And for me, my like personality um, was just everything became a challenge. Mm-hmm. So from starting from writing to, okay, now that we master that, you know, how are we going to brush teeth? How are we going to do this? And so that like first summer became just everything became a challenge. Everything became mentally just get those little like victories, yeah. right? The things that can prove to you that this isn't the end of the world, mm-hmm. that, that, that you can still function, you can still do things. Let's go. And then you just keep getting to a point then where once you've hit the small things, 
And then you go for those like medium things or like a hobby, right? So for me, the first thing I tried was golf. And so <clears throat> I got a, uh, um, I got an adaptation to help me and a prosthetic. And <clears throat> the first time I tried it, it was horrendous. I'm sure. Horrendous. I'm sure. <laughs> now I could still swing the same way. So I was, you know, it wasn't changing that where I was totally going to yeah. something else. But it was just getting used to that movement being a little different. Yeah. And so um, that was one that I like put aside for like a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll tell you that the hardest thing was throwing. Like even till this day, like I can't throw a deep ball like like more than 30 yards. Okay. Right. When we're. And so um, growing up being a pitcher and then, you know, being able to throw pretty far. Yeah. And then now. Like, I mean, give me like a slant pattern all day. Like, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's something where you just get to a point where you have to focus on the victory. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it definitely then takes the mental piece and moves it into a more positive spot. Um, and then you just, just try to stay focused on it and keep yourself busy. Right. Yeah. Um, and you just plug along. Yeah, well, well, like you said, every every time something good happens, like hey, I, I sign my name, hey, I brush my teeth, hey, I put my shoes on, like all that stuff, it is it is good, and just in in life in general, for sure, right? Just celebrate little things. I mean, I always look at kids when they get so excited of these like little things, and and some people like look at them like, well, why is he so excited about it? He just all he did was. I don't know. He he double knotted his shoes. Like okay, but he's been trying to do that, and he's so excited. Right. And that should be now going forward. Like every time you do something, even my my therapist tells me, you you have you're doing all this stuff. Do you ever just think about like where you've been and and be happy about that because you're worried about this other stuff. But along the way, you've had these milestones. Mm-hmm. Like celebrate those milestones and that's with you like you were saying it is celebrating these these victories keeps you mentally in the game right you're not getting frustrated with yourself because sure that's going to happen but after that frustration is over you celebrate it let's move on to the next thing you know this episode is sponsored by big daddy graphics big daddy graphics is the only full-time full-service perrysburg spirit wear store in perrysburg they have two full-time graphic artists on staff to assist customers in creating eye-catching designs and full catalogs from the leading makers of quality garments, including Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, Holloway, Badger, among other top brand manufacturers. Big Data Graphics offers screen printing and embroidery for anyone from the sports world to the corporate one. They also offer promotional products emblazoned with logos. They can put your logo on nearly 1 million different types of promotional products, from coffee cups to golf tees, key fobs to lanyards and hundreds of thousands of other products so whether you live your life on the field or in the office big daddy graphics has you covered to get started on your design visit bigdaddy-graphics.com and that's why i love teaching the sophomore age Mm -hmm. and and even even when i taught junior high for a while like pretty much junior high and sophomore year are 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 kind of similar okay uh in a way because it's just like the middle ground right um And so the stuff that I see, you know, kids dealing with every year as like a sophomore, you're not a freshman. You've like moved past the big like hurdle of adapting to, you know, high school. Yes. But you're not real serious about 
necessarily you're not real serious about where you're going in life yet yeah you're experiencing a ton of change and a ton of milestones right you're getting your license the state trusts you now to operate a vehicle um your parents might your parents yeah yeah (laughs) and uh but there's just so much that's changing in like the sophomore year they're building confidence um and that's why celebrating those like little victories as you know helping them do that is something that I enjoy. And, and I, uh, frankly, coaching freshman football is, is, is similar to that, right? So they're making that jump from eighth grade to freshman year where, you know, you're now starting the process to become a varsity football player. Yep. Like there is a step, there is a transformation that has to happen, right? And there's things that you have to learn. You have to learn to embrace this new process for you to get to where you want to be in two, three, and four uh, in four years, yeah. right, to be under the lights Friday night. Um, <clears throat> it just doesn't happen, right? You've got to work. You've got to put in the time. You've got to start those little tiny victories and that, like, mindset. And so for me, I just really enjoy that piece of being that first, like, maybe that first exposure to kind of help those kids mm-hmm. at that moment um, in the summer that, okay, you know, we're going to work and we're going to celebrate the small stuff because eventually by the time we're done and it's October, right? Yep. We're going to look back and we're going to focus on that and we're going to see how far you've come because you're going to have come, you know, a pretty far away. Yeah. You, so. you know, I, I just started <clears throat> practice last night with my daughter's coach pitch team, a bunch of five and six year olds, uh, very first practice. And I was thinking about it today and the way I react to how, when they when I tell them to do something and they do it, I I react the same way as when I'm coaching junior high track or varsity football. Like it's it's all the same. Like I I had, was yesterday. I had them uh, okay. Get in your ready position. Get your mitt down. Here comes the ball. They get it. They they scoop it up. They throw it. They step with the right foot. Everything. And I'm like, yes, perfect, good job. That's exactly how we're supposed to do it. Last week when I was helping out the junior high track team, same thing. Hey, we got to make sure our hips aren't going first. We Those go last when you're throwing a shot. And then they do it. I'm, and I, the same thing came out of my mouth. That's perfect. You got it. That was, And then that's it just carries on. It doesn't matter how old they are. Mm-hmm. The way I react is is the same because they're, they're le- listening to me or to any other coach and applying what I have to say. And I, I like that my reaction doesn't matter if they're five or 18. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. Right. And, and it, but the same way, like with the, with the young kids, like even when I was a freshman coach, like it, I felt the same way. Like my job is to prepare them for varsity. However we do that, we're going to have fun doing it. Right. And celebrating. And that's, you know, that's one of the things moving on for them in life. Like when you look back and you think of your own coaches, yeah. right, that have, um, <clears throat> It's those it's those little moments where you, where you had those little tiny successes that remind you that when things are going at their worst, right? And we can all sit back and think about, you know, whether it was a practice or it was a moment in time during the season where this was the low point, uh-huh. right? But m- mainly how how you get past that is the same way, yeah. right? You feed off of those little tiny moments. And those little tiny victories, then they turn into, you know, something else. And then it becomes, you know, someone else uh, catching it. And then it becomes a team bonding moment, yeah. right? And you move on. Um, <clears throat> and I always like to tell tell sophomores, I was actually thinking about, 
I tweet this every now and then is um, <clears throat> that the greatest skills that that you can learn in life is how to be a teammate, right? Because we're all on a team at some point. And so when you think about celebrating the little the little tiny victories, sometimes it's by yourself, but there's there there's usually someone else there too, yeah. right? Yeah. Somewhere down the line um, that has influenced you enough to either take that next step, right, and get past whatever it is, or they're right there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so for me, that was something where a support system was there um, and just being able to <clears throat> try and try and then succeed and then having somebody there to celebrate with um, was was crucial in me getting through all of that and yeah. shaping, shaping who I am. Yeah. So... So um, <clears throat> you're, you're at Perrysburg now. Did you start when you were done with Lords and you graduated? Uh, did you start at Perrysburg right away, or were you, were you somewhere else? No. So my first job was I got hired at uh, Springfield Middle School, okay. <clears throat> um, and I came into again came into a team a team teaching concept, um, <clears throat> and it was one of those where I really enjoyed myself my first couple years there. Um, <clears throat> so I was there for two years taught with some amazing people. Um, and <clears throat> then they went through, um, a financial hurt. Uh-huh. And so they cut a bunch of positions, um, of, uh, classes. And so <clears throat> my first year of teaching was I taught seventh grade social studies. Then they got rid of that position. And so then they hired me back to be a, a problem-based learning teacher, which is basically, um, it was actually really cool. Um, you know, like you're, you're just like building rockets and you're doing like things to like given, given kids a problem, kind of like early, early STEM. Okay. Okay. But not like, but not like the industrial tech STEM, more of like the problem solving parts of like building like bridges and things like that. So I taught that for a year and then they cut that elective. And so that's when, um, I ended up at Swanton. So I ended up at Swanton high school and I taught there, um, history and ended up moving down. I got moved down to the junior high and taught at Swanton middle school, uh, for three years. Um, and then I started my master's program. Okay. So I went through a master's program out there and, um, did half of my program there. And then I wanted to, at the time I, I thought I was going to go towards being an assistant principal or a principal of my own building. And so I wanted to get, the bigger high school, um, experience on my resume. And so, um, <clears throat> it was funny cause Dr. Short was, was one of my professors oh, really? for my, for my law class oh, at wow. Lords. And so <clears throat> it just worked out where we, uh, Perrysburg had three social studies openings at oh, the wow. time that I was going through that. And so we sat in on one of the interviews and so, uh, just to see how that all worked and whatever. And so, they got to the end and they reposted social studies position that they just didn't find what they were looking for. Uh Um, They had already hired two. And so I just, I was like, well, (laughs) why not? This is my, you know, this might be my like in to not only work with Dr. Short and finish up my master's program um, and get that experience and shadow him, but also, you know, to get back to a big high school, which is where I came from. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so I applied, got it and been here for seven years now. Wow. It's crazy. It feels like, uh, it feels like I was 
just just at Swanton Middle School walking the halls. Like it's crazy how <laughs> yeah. fast time's flown. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of been my journey. It's been a little bit a little bit all over. But that's you know that's teaching. We you yeah. know um, everything's everything's dependent on you know the money from the state and. Sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. So yeah. the first the first five years are always a wild card on where you're going to be, <laughs> uh, and if you're going to stay. So um, so right now I'm I'm just I'm just happy and yeah. and it's uh it's it's been an amazing ride for 13 years. So well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so you you mentioned uh, that you you at you said at the time I thought about being a principal or assistant principal. Is that not in your thoughts <clears throat> anymore? Or <laughs> You've seen you've seen the behind the curtain. You don't want to deal with that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. Um, I'll tell you. So <clears throat> when actually when Doctor Short posted his position, when I knew he was going to go, um, there was there was a, a a part of the back of my mind that was like, do it. Yeah. Go at least go through the process. You never know, yep. right? And that's one of the things that uh, I think. You know, my dad always always taught me was the worst thing that could happen is they say no, mm-hmm. right? Which is like a big, uh, you know, it's like a big deal when you're growing up. Like, you know, well, they said no, like, like that's like devastating. Yeah, you know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now that I'm older, I'm like, I always try to like tell the kids this, like, yeah, the worst thing is no. Like, the worst thing is you go through the process, but you gain all of that, all of that experience and knowledge. So, um, you know that 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 is something. <clears throat> Uh, adults say to kids it doesn't change the fact that it's it still sucks sometimes for sure <laughs> uh, the the other thing that parents or adults always say to kids is um don't be concerned with what it, uh, basically don't be concerned with what people think about you and that is the, the right? hardest thing you know <laughs> especially so- now because uh it's gonna be posted on twitter so yes <laughs> i'm gonna be concerned about what uh they think of me <clears throat> but uh but no so that was just something where early on when I was, um, so like the journey, it always been like the next thing. What's the next thing? Mm -hmm. It's been a sprint, right? So from the time that you graduate college or uh, um, graduate high school, you're just, okay, college. And then college is boom, 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 boom. Like you're just trying to get to that, uh, to that finish line, get that job, you know, start that like process for the uh, dream. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in, in like every uh, every aspect, um, apartment to then house to then you know feeling like you're secure, um, <clears throat> and so for me, it had been such a and this was one of the hardest things was to accept that it's okay to not necessarily be going for the next step right now. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because you had done it for so long, you had done it for so long, just trying to get to the next step. I mean, school is school is that, right? Sometimes you got to step back a little bit. From like kindergarten, it's yeah. to get to the next grade, get to the next grade, get to the next grade, get to college, get get that job. Now move up in that job, right? There's like always a ladder. Yep. Uh, so for me, <clears throat> once I graduated and had that uh, had that degree, it was okay. When is when is when is the jump going to happen? Yeah. Right. Um, because you keep going. And so for me, I've, I've only interviewed for one assistant principal job or principal job. Um, and that was back at Swan, Swan middle school, just because I, I felt like I knew, I knew that that building and they had helped me grow Mm -hmm. into achieving so much that, that, 
it was that or Perrysburg that I would then interview at. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at least like early on, right? Like because you felt like a little bit of they helped me, so now I'm going to give back type mm-hmm. of thing. Um. So then my part of my experience morphed into um, when um, when Mr. Jaco became the AD. Um, my name was recommended to him for the SID job. And so I was coaching with Buker. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. And so we were coaching freshman, uh, freshman football. And um, then that came along. And so, which, which, you know, he was doing at the time. So we just kind of, um, I took that on from him and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, being the SID what does that stand for again? The sports, uh, sorry, sports information director. Okay, all right. Um, <clears throat> so being involved in the athletic department just kind of woke me up to the best of both worlds, uh-huh. right? Sports and administration. Okay. So for me, <clears throat> doing that for four years and just the experiences that I got and being able to celebrate kids, right? Like it is the, it was for, for me, it kind of moved me to a spot where, okay, if I am going to go administration, if I was ever going to leave the classroom, it might be on the sports side now. Uh Um, Just because of that experience of being able to take that position and every night there's a sporting event, right? Mm -hmm. Every night celebrating what those kids did out on that field. And just the, just the bonds that I made with kids over celebrating them by tweeting a picture with like a, you know, a stat, like something as simple as that, but like really just covering the game. Right. And just talking to them and interacting with them. And I, I got to know so many more kids outside of my like classroom, um, you know, in that school. And it was just, it was just awesome. I just enjoyed it. So that kind of like put my, my like ambitions for principal on hold because now I was waffling back and forth about which which side of the building to go on. Okay, yeah. Right? And so for me, it, it, it had always been, it, it kind of had to be the right fit, right? It's not, those aren't really positions where you just take anyone. Yes. Right? Yep. So it's got to fit, you know, personality-wise, it's got to fit you. It's, you know, there's so many things that got to go into being a leader in in a building, um, that it's not just something where you just apply for anything that's open. Also, I think with with you, I mean, with <clears throat> any teacher, I, I guess, is is you love teaching because the kids, you love teaching the kids. And if you become a principal or assistant principal, there's there's less of that, sometimes none of that, right? You just, you, you can't, it's obviously not on a teacher level. And then you, you get to be, you get to interact with students on a different level, it's just not as often, too. I would imagine. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And and if you love teaching, then that's that's the best part of it. So you'd have to leave, you know, leave all that behind. Right. Yeah. And there's there's a certain level where you have to be ready to leave the room, right? Leave mm-hmm. the classroom. Yeah. Um. And for me right now, I'm I'm just not there. Um. I just really enjoy doing what I do every day. So, um. <clears throat> but it is always in the back of my mind just just because naturally you know you just naturally think about the next step yeah um but for me in the last really in the last 3 years since I've had my daughter I've it's it's really been hard 
but I think I've gotten to the place where I've been able to take a step back, mm-hmm. right? And just really enjoy being in this spot, right? They always say that that the grass grows where you water it, right? Yeah. And so right now I feel like I feel like um I've I've been able to slow down and really just water the yard. Mm-hmm. Like uh and it's been awesome. So yeah. um it's hard though for teachers to do that, to slow down. Like I mean even like break, you know, you get to summer break and sometimes it's just hard to shut it off. Like, really? like, like, like where you're supposed, you know, like just again, trying to get to the next level or trying to up some things, or you're just constantly thinking about like scenarios that you were in that like, okay, how could I, how could I have done that better? Like, how could I have reached that kid? Yeah. Or, you know, um, well, it's not, it's, it's not it's like just a, a constant mental a, thing, a coach, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're always, you're always trying to figure out, um, Last season, we played this team. This happened. How do I not let that happen? And and with some teams, you think about them twelve months out of the year, you right? Know? And other teams, you don't. But but it's, it'd be the same thing where you're tr- like, how come? How can I get more out of this kid? He has so much talent. How can I get more out of this player? Or how how can our team? It's so good. Why why do we underachieve last year or whatever whatever year you mm-hmm. know? But but I can see how it is a a perplexing thing for teachers to figure out like you said when when do i stop to water the grass like right because you might feel like you're not giving up but feel like you're 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 settling mm-hmm. and i don't think anybody any adult wants to just be like yeah i'm good i'm good with this level i mean most most people want to reach for as much as far as they can and and sometimes you get in trouble doing that because it's it's too much right yeah. right um so that's just kind of where i feel like i'm at now yeah i've been able to you know, enjoy being a dad. Um, and, and, and really to, to say, look, I, I really appreciate you thinking of me to be on this like committee, but I've got to, I've got to value now my time when I leave this place. Yeah. Right now it doesn't mean that I, I mean, there's still a bunch of late like nights, but that might be after my daughter goes to bed now. right? Right. So like, um, it just it just changes when you do it, yeah, okay. when you do things. If um, you love it, you'll find time for sure, yeah. for sure, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Matt. Well, thanks for coming out here, man. Uh, it's uh, it's cool to learn. Like I said at the beginning, just to learn a bunch about a bunch of things about a bunch of people. And uh, I'm glad you were one of those people on. And um, to it, it also opens for for me. It opens uh, more conversations. Like when I see you outside of football or even in football, you know, it's like it, it, it doesn't lead just like, hey, I know you through football. Let's talk about football. You know, and I right. think I think for me, having having mean, more meaningful conversations with people I see on a daily basis is uh, I mean, it helps everybody. Right? Mm-hmm. It helps us all grow. So, yeah, uh, for sure. I appreciate you having me on. I mean, I mean, this is a cool thing that that you're doing. And, um, and I'm just glad that it's taken off for you. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I definitely, you know, through like coaching. Um, you know, I've met you and I've seen, you know, I've seen you come up through the ranks, just one, you know, from like junior high on up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <clears throat> those like same, same like sort of things where, uh, you're just, you're just working your way, yeah. right. Enjoying yeah. the journey and working your way. And it's been awesome to see just from somebody that doesn't know you very, very well. Yeah. Right. Um, but definitely someone who's made an impact in our, uh, in our district. Well, so. I, pre- I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Thanks to my guest, Matt Horn, for being on the podcast today. 
what a, an episode we had. Um, he had uh, to overcome uh, a crazy thing that happened to him. He had to overcome that, and, and it was interesting to hear how he did that and and how he puts lessons, um, how he can learn from that, and, and how we can teach kids through through that. Um, so thanks, uh, thanks again for Matt for being on the podcast. Um, I'm I'm very bad at self promoting, so uh, please uh, please excuse me when I say um, review this podcast, subscribe to it, follow it uh, on whatever podcast catcher you use. Uh, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell multiple people um, about it. Uh, it is growing, which I'm glad. There's a, a lot more people listening to it, so um, this uh, this podcast is getting bigger. Uh, and it's getting better. I think. Uh, I think I'm doing. I'm doing a good job. And and please provide me with feedback. You know, I'm always willing to to hear what people, what the listeners have to say about the podcast. And um, and uh, let me know if you want it. If you want me to reach out to someone and for them to be on the podcast, I'm always looking for new guests. So um, so yeah. So thank you. Uh, thanks uh, for telling everybody about it. Um, thanks to Real JP Multimedia. Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. This, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.